Welcome to BetUS Soccer Channel. I'm Flash and it's the Bundesliga match day eight and that crept right up on me. So that means I probably can't even hear my uh, my producer. Let me get you right up to date with what's going on. We've got six games to take you through. But first of all, we're America's favourite sports book. So I'd like you to subscribe. Also, I'd like you to ring the bell. Ring the bell means you'll never miss any content again on Monday Champions League. But now it's all about building up for the World Cup because we're not going to have a break. We're going to have Champions League, domestic, Champions League, domestic. And then before you know it, we will be uh, right in there. If you are on social media, then please follow at BetUSTV because any late updates, changes to lineups, that will be the place that will let you know as well as every other sport that we cover here on BetUS. You go to the link in the description, press that, join, and then you'll go into the draw for shirts. Um, I was meant to give away four last month. I tried, but the fourth member who we selected didn't get back to me. So, okay, your, your hard luck. Five this month, so I'll do five. So it'll be your last chance today. Uh, and then I'll let you know early part of next week. We're going to have the records. We're going to have the Q&A. Get yourselves into the chat and make sure that you uh, give us what your thoughts are. Because at the moment, Bundesliga is a real, real minefield. Um, let me introduce the two absolute experts. I've got the voice of European soccer in Kevin Hatchard. And uh, Golden Balls himself at Alex Classic Tips. And I'll tell you what. Sorry? Not us. Uh, the producer. Okay. Okay, it's all gone. There's some gremlins today for some reason, but don't worry, I'm happy with the gremlins. Um, soon be Christmas, and then we'll be able to watch them for real. Um, okay, Kev, let's talk about the uh, some of these teams because I'm looking and thinking, okay, I've got like Union Berlin up there, I've got Freiburg up there, and then I've got teams like Bayern Munich who haven't won in four. Yeah, I don't think it'll stay that way for long, um, but it's nice while it lasts. I, I think if you look at Bayern. It's quite an unusual situation for them. It's the first time they've gone without a win in four games in the league for 20 years. But you look at the performances individually, and they're not that bad. You look at the game against Augsburg, they had lots of chances when it was nil-nil. Didn't manage to uh, get the winning goal. And then you look at the situation against Stuttgart, gave up a late penalty, should have gone on and won that game. So... It's really, it's a really strange situation for them because if you look at the first three games, they massively outperformed their XG. They scored 15 goals across those first three league games. The rest of it, they've only scored four goals in the last four games, well under. I think that's going to flatten out. I think they're going to score lots of goals, so I think it's going to be absolutely fine for them in the end. I know it's strange when you look at uh, like RB Leipzig, loss, win, loss, win. Or win, loss, win, loss. It's like just no one can seem to really get a handle on where they're at. Alex, the other one is, let me just tell you this. Seven of nine games in their last, uh, which was match day seven, went unders. And four of them were draws. Yeah, it's unreal what is happening in Bundesliga, like you said at the beginning of the show. Birds uh, are singing for us uh, during the show, and that's a great thing. That means that uh, the sun will be up. Uh, uh, starting match day eight. Uh, it's been pretty rough for me personally. Um, and I'm trying to, I'm trying, I, it, the, the international break came at the perfect moment uh, to, to understand a little bit what these teams are doing, how they will approach uh, the next uh, games 
for the World Cup. Uh, but we are back uh, today with surprising leaders Union Berlin, with Bayern Munich uh, five points behind them, with Dortmund not uh, performing well, but still sitting second uh, there. That, that's a big surprise for me. So, uh, and Bochum finally won their first point. And what against Köln? <laughs> Ariel. And you look at teams like Augsburg, can't buy a win, can't get a goal, and now they've had back-to-back wins. Can I just ask my producer, please, to, to mute his headset because I'm hearing everybody in the, uh, in the office. And by the way, there's a million of them. Um, okay, so let's have a little look at the, uh, at the records because your presenter had three selections. I'm, I'm hearing um, all sorts of uh, gremlins and it's really off-putting, to be honest. Uh, we had a draw and we had two plus 200s at 7.55. Just look at the total, though, of the team. Uh, 0.58 after seven weeks. Let's kick on from there now. Um, and let's get straight into it, please. Let's have a little look at game number one, because the game number one is going to come. Are you doing this game, Kev? Yeah, I am. Uh, and I'm very much looking forward to it because you've got two clubs who are under pressure, two coaches who are under pressure. Um, Gerardo Zeruani, the Leverkusen coach, has been told by the CEO of the club that he's firmly in the saddle. But the horse looks very ill at the moment, quite frankly, because Leverkusen have made their worst start for 40 years. They, again, a, a little bit like Bayern, have made lots of chances and not made the most of them. If you look at Patrick Schick, for example, who's their star striker, he got 24 goals in Bundesliga last season. He massively overperformed his XG last season. He was 5.1 up on what he was supposed to get. This season, he's 1.9 down. And it just shows you the swing that they've had in terms of their lack of a clinical edge in attack. I think in the long run, they'll be okay too. But I thought it was really interesting that their midfielder, Robert Andrik, said this week, look, we're in a dangerous position. And if this carries on, we're going to be in a relegation battle, whether we like it or not. And that's something Leverkusen have suffered in the last few years. They have had moments where they nearly went down. So the next few weeks are very, very important for them. But this does feel to a certain extent like a free hit because Bayern is still rightly the firm favourites. They are. Let's have a little look straight at the numbers. The game is Bayern versus Leverkusen. It's on Friday night. Uh, Bayern at minus 290. Leverkusen massive plus 650. But Bayern minus one and a half at minus 125. Looks like, for me, the way to go. Draw is at plus 500. Some people will be on that because they're not quite sure of what Bayern are going to give. I'd be more interested, uh, Alex, in what are Leverkusen going to give. And Leverkusen are plus 180, not to score. Besides that 1-1 uh, draw uh, last, uh, last season in their last uh, head-to-head, uh, Bayern have the tendency to score many, many goals against Leverkusen uh, because uh, I think that Leverkusen is one of the best opponents, the perfect opponents uh, uh, for uh, their tactics, you know. Uh, Leverkusen love to play positive football. They love to attack. Uh, they will leave a lot of gaps at the back. It's not like they don't know how to defend, but uh, against the teams like Bayer, they really, really should have a defensive approach because if they play open today against Bayer, they will concede many, many goals. May I'm expecting also uh, uh, an answer from uh, this Leverkusen side. I don't expect them to win this, uh, this match, but really I'm expecting them to, to at least find the back of the net. Uh, I think that uh, this will be in case of a, of a 
disappointing match of, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, three, four goals difference. I think that this is the last match of uh, uh, Sewane. Uh, if they will pull off the upset, we might see Thomas Tuchel replacing Nagelsmann uh, at Bayern Munich. Uh, that is, a, I think that this is the first option that uh, Bayern board will uh, uh, are thinking when they will uh, sack uh, Tuchel. If that will happen, eh, when they will sack Nagelsmann, sorry. I think that uh, this is a must win for Bayern. They already have five points uh, behind uh, uh, Union Berlin. I know that Union Berlin will start losing points and uh, the gap will uh, minimize and all that. You see uh, the problems they have in uh, the European competitions. Uh, they lost both matches. Uh, I'm talking about Union Berlin. Uh, on the other side, um, Leverkusen, yeah. I, I think that they will score, but I think that uh, Bayer will will destroy them. I see a 4-5-1, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I can see that too. Uh, Kev, Leverkusen is just all over the shop at the back. I mean, there's big gaps. They do not look like a steady unit. And then worst, going forward... Third worst, uh, third, third worst defence in Bundesliga. After yeah, they just rounds. don't look right. I mean, it's almost like the ball goes into the box and it's like, oh, no, you go. Whereas I've always been taught that a defender attacks the ball. Whoever can win it, go and win it. Don't worry about it. But they are so, so disjointed. Yeah, I think there's a structural problem. I think they overcommit sometimes in attack. I think we've seen that quite a lot. I think they ask their centre-backs to do a lot. Guys like Jonas Antar and Edmund Tapsoba. I don't think either of those guys are playing as well as they can right now. I've said to you guys a lot that I worry about the goalkeeper. I don't think Lukas Radetzky is of the quality required for a club that's in the Champions League. He signed a new contract. They always talk about what a good leader he is, always talk about how vocal he is, but I just simply don't think he's a good enough or commanding enough goalkeeper for Leverkusen to really succeed in the long term. If you look at the goal they gave away against Werder Bremen in that one-all draw last time out, it was an appalling piece of goalkeeping because he made a great save initially, pushed the ball up in the air, but then panicked and just poured it down into the floor and Velkovic scored. So I think that's an issue. I think if you were going to have a play here, Bayern to win and both teams to score is the way to go. Bayern don't keep many clean sheets, haven't kept many clean sheets at home in the Bundesliga in the last few games. So I think that would be the way I would go. I could see yeah. Leverkusen scoring, but I think Bayern will win the game. What about Musiala, any time goal scorer? <laughs> yeah, I, I, look, and I, and I certainly wouldn't. I think that's, that's another way to go because I think Mane is minus 110. Uh, and I think he's, you know, he hasn't scored at home yet. But he's going to come good. That's just going to happen. Serge Gnabry, I think, is plus 100. So I, I think there's an opportunity there. My only worry about Musiala is he's just been away with Germany. He's just played against England. Yeah, International break is a tricky one. Um, I was at Wembley. I, I thought he had a quiet first half and then really came alive. So I, I think... I think Bayern are going to be fine in this one. I think Bayern, Kevin, as Alex says, tactically it works for them. Kevin, please, te uh, please tell me if uh, you heard anything. I was reading uh, many articles over the last uh, two weeks about uh, this uh, uh, Sadio Mane problem, that uh, it's hard for him to adapt, that uh, he doesn't have a lot of friends there, that he's kind of not happy. Is that uh, all true or uh, speculations? And uh, uh... I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. I think it's the stuff that you always see in tabloids when a player isn't doing well. 
if you look at the way he started the season, he was doing brilliantly. He scored in that 5-3 win against Leipzig in the Super Cup. He scored in the 6-1 win uh, against Frankfurt. Then he scored in that 7-0 win against Borkham and everything was going well. He's had a few games without a goal. Suddenly, you know, it's news. And what you find in Germany is that Bayern, when things aren't going well, are the only show in town. So then that's a lot of column inches to fill. I think he's a pro. I think he'll be absolutely fine. I think he'll score lots of goals this season. And I think in terms of him being consistent, that will come. Yeah, and he'll be a weapon in the World Cup as well. That is for sure. Um, Okay, let's have a little look at the official picks. And remember, um, what price did you say Musiala was, Kev? Around plus 130. Yeah, yeah. So I certainly wouldn't put anybody off that. As I say, my only reservation was... He's just been away with Germany, played a, a crazy game against England on Monday. So that would be my only caveat because, of course, we're only four days after that. OK, let's have a little look at the official picks because it's Bayern minus one and a half. I think they win by two clear goals, uh, minus 125. I don't think Leverkusen have even got a leader at the moment. I think it's all looking over their shoulder like, you. oh, you do it, you do it. No, they end up, no one does it. Bayern and over three and a half at plus 120. It looks like a good one for Alex, remember... Kev has abandoned uh, Musiala, but he says you could still have it at plus 130, and Kev's going to enjoy this game as well. Let's go on to game number two, because it's ninth place Kern, and that's one defeat in their last five, hosting Dortmund, who you just don't know what you're going to get. That Kern are a massive plus 235 at home, and minus 125 double chance. Dortmund are at plus 105. The under or over is set at three, with the under being the favourite at minus 115, the draw. I think it's a real runner here. The draw is a real runner at plus 310, Alex. Yeah, I I can't trust uh, Dortmund uh, this season. I told you, despite being second there in the standings, I think that uh, they are um, overachievers. I think that this is not correct. What uh, we see in the standings, they should be lower than that. Uh, there is no reason to be happy with their performance this this term. Uh, Marco Reus is obviously uh, out with injury. Uh, Schlottenberg was about to end uh, um, to end. Uh, uh, how you say? Um, what was his name? Uh, his colleague uh, Bellingham uh, season with that uh, foul in England versus uh, Germany. That was a rough one. He was inches away from finishing his season, I'm telling you. Two colleagues from the same club, uh, and you know how important Bellingham Bellingham is for Dortmund. I think that is one of the most important players in the team. Uh, Yes, um, Dortmund are not receiving so many goals as usual. They improved at the back uh, during the summer transfer window. Uh, Köln at home against Dortmund uh, are really, really good lately, and I don't expect they will... uh, uh, they will lose this one. As you said, uh, Köln just one defeat in seven games uh, all season long. And uh, that came uh, uh, against the leaders, Union Berlin, because uh, we have to talk about the new leaders right now. Uh, so, yeah, I think that uh, Dortmund will return uh, empty-handed. Do you, think, uh, do you think Dortmund score, though, Alex? Yeah, I think that uh, we'll see a, a draw with goals, probably, like a 1-1. I'm a little bit scared about this uh, because uh, I really like uh, these uh, Dortmund youngsters uh, from the middle and up, you know. But I think that uh, Köln can cope up uh, with the pressure. Uh, Köln are playing at home. The, 
the atmosphere uh, in Kerlonia is amazing. Um, it's a, uh, it, I I think that they they can do it. A draw at half time is uh, looks like a good uh, option in my opinion. Uh, maybe a draw at ha at, at full time too. Maybe under three goals on the Asian handicap because I think that Köln will have a defensive approach. I don't think that the Dortmund have the power right now to to score more than twice on their own. So under three looks good also in my opinion. Yeah, Kev, I quite like the Dortmund not to score twice in this game at plus 100, but the draw just seems like plus 310. It's a real runner. I expect this game to be very tight. And listen, I'm not going to oppose Kern at home at any time. Yeah, I can understand the, the lure of the draw. It's always a decent price. Um, I, I prefer to get a couple of results on side, so I'm just happy to go against Dortmund here because I just think plus 105 is too short. I think if you look at the injuries they've got, it's not just Marco Royce, Gio Reyna's out. We've got a couple of other players out as well. Gregor Kobel, the goalkeeper's out. I'm not convinced about Alexander Meyer at all. He had nothing to do against Schalke in the Rafia derby just before the international break. He made an absolute mess of the equaliser Manchester City scored in the Champions League game. And this is a guy that was playing second-tier football for Jan Regensburg last season. So he's effectively the third-choice goalkeeper. I think Alex is right. I think there'll be a great atmosphere at the Ryan Energy Stadion. There always is, but especially when Dortmund come to town. It's not a derby, but there isn't a big distance between Dortmunds and Cologne. It's only, you know, an hour and a bit on the train. So I do think this is a game that Köln will be desperate to perform well in. The other thing to bear in mind as well is that Köln Modest. have a couple of... Yeah, there's not just Modest, but Sally Özcan. So they're both coming back. Oh. So that will give Köln a bit of extra motivation to, to kind of perform well against those guys. So I think it's going to be a really interesting game. And I just think Dortmund's are, are just above evens. That's not for me. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm wondering how they didn't sign the, in the contract, how they didn't stipulate in the contract that Modeste is not, is not playing against us, you know, when, <laughs> when we're playing against each other. Well, that might not be an issue because he's only scored the once since he went to Dortmund. He's worked hard. They've tried to modify the game plan to get him a few more crosses. But he scored that winner against Hertha and hasn't scored at all. And actually, he might not start because Yusufa Mukoko scored the winner yeah. against Schalke, became the youngest scorer in Revere Derby history in doing so. He's been chomping at the bit for a while now, and I see no reason why they wouldn't start with him. Yeah, they do need a spark. That is, I mean, there's so many of these sides, Kev and Alex, that... They're always they're looking for someone else to take the mantle of being the star man and being the leader. I mean, I, there was a time in the Premier League when you look round and went, "Hang on a minute, who is the actual leader? Who's the talisman in this side?" And I, and I look at Dortmund and I think, you take Bellingham out of there, there's not there's not a lot, and um, it's quite shocking that we're looking at a side that Bellingham Champions is the League. second leader. Bellingham is the second leader after Marco Reus. You cannot. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm not write, so sure. Reus Marco Reus still flatters to DC yeah, for me. Yeah, Don't I understand. But the, the leader on the field is obviously Marco Reus. If uh, you were on the field, uh, uh, I, I mean, why is uh, Harry Maguire uh, uh, the leader? You know, why why he was the leader well, in this United team and. England He's in team, the stand. You know? He don't even get a game. Now, now, but one, two, one, two years ago, who, who was the leader on the pitch? I think it's interesting anyway. what you say about Royce, actually, because I think if you look at Royce's numbers over the last year, they are wildly good. 
really, really impressive. Yeah, and... but I see Dortmund as flat track bullies, Kev. I see it when everything's going right, then they're okay. But as soon as everything goes wrong, I don't see anyone like like a Roy Keane or a Kimmich. Yeah, who, but who I think that's what they're trying go, to change. I, I think actually, if you look at their side now, there are a lot more characters. Uh, I think if you look at Koble, he's a commanding goalkeeper. He's injured at the moment, but I think in general, he's the, he's the kind of commanding goalkeeper they've lacked in recent years. I don't think Roman Burki was ever that guy. Zule. I think Hummels is a leader. I know you're not a big fan, uh, and I understand that, but he is he a leader. He looks fitter, though, no... doesn't he? Give him a bit of credit. He did... I think he looks fitter this year than he has for the yeah. last two. Yeah, and I, th- and I think he's been pushed by the fact that Zula and Schlotterbeck have arrived. I'm a massive fan of Schlotterbeck in terms of personality. I think Dortmund fans are going to love him. And I think he's a future captain of that club, personally. Sally Chan just does his work. He's somebody that I think can really give them a bit of momentum in midfield. Bellingham, for me, I mean, if Hummels doesn't start on Saturday, Bellingham will be the captain. Of course. Yeah, he's, he's the third yeah. captain. So he would lead the side at the age of 19. So that's that's incredible, really. And I, and and I think that you have a point uh, about Mukoko. I think that uh, they should bench Modeste against his former club because yeah. Mukoko is more pacey. He goes more into combination with his teammates. He doesn't need uh, only aerial balls, you know. Modeste is uh, there, a nine, a striker, you know. He has to be there in the middle and take the balls. But Mukoko is... Uh, it's it's very fast. I I love him and he's young. And what a team uh, Dortmund will have in two years if they will not lose anyone with well, uh, with the other one. Uh, what is his name? Uh, Bino Bino Gittens uh, also who is injured for this match. Yeah. Also that is an interesting one. Yeah. So I, I do think with Mukoko, he came on against Schalke and changed the game. Like within they they barely created a thing really. Schwaller made some good saves. But he did change the dynamic completely. And they've got lots of pace in that attack. Yeah, the bottom line is you can talk up Dortmund as much as you like. But let's have a little look at the official picks because none of us want to be with them. Which is an absolute scandal. <laughs> we talk like 10 minutes about Dortmund. Exactly. That's we're what I'm saying. <laughs> How? How? We're looking at Dortmund at plus money. And yet we're all running a mile. Kern plus 0.5, which is double chance at minus 125. For both the experts, tells you everything. Remember, Kern, ninth place, one defeat in seven. And they're, they're at home. Whew, tricky old game. Let's move on, finally, to game number three. Oh, Leipzig can't put two results together at minus 400. Bochum at plus 900. Flat track bully time, this one. Uh, Leipzig have got a win by two clear goals. And then you've got to pay the juice at minus 140. Draw is at plus 600. Bochum not to score. Minus 105. Uh, you can go with this one, Kev, because I'm not sure Bochum score here. And I thought that minus 105 might be the way to go. Possibly. Um, as you know, I don't like that bet. No, but I can understand why you would go for it. Because Bochum have only scored five goals in seven games. They've changed their coach. So Thomas Lech has come in. Now, he's a guy that did pretty well with Vitesse in the Netherlands. He's a guy that does know German football. He is a German. He's worked as a coach for 25 years. But, uh, you know, he's got a hell of a job. Uh, I think he's got the weakest squads in the division uh, to work with. Uh, They've conceded a a huge number of goals, the worst tally in the league. Borkham have lost every single game they've ever played against Leipzig. 
And I, I do think this is really tough for them because he's saying all the right things, Lech, about communication, about cohesion, and that's fine. But it's not a good side. And I do think Leipzig, for all the problems they've had this season, I think Marco Rosa will get them moving. I think there's too much attacking quality for Borkham to deal with. And this is one of those games where when the market's such a mismatch, that's when you turn to the anytime goal scorers because I think you've got Werner at around minus 110. You've got Nkunku at evens. Um, Soboslai, I think, is plus 130. So they're the ones you look to because if you think that Leipzig are going to win the game and you think they're going to score a couple of goals, then just go for one of those. I think that's the way you go. So I think, and because Leipzig generally can't be trusted at the moment, fine. If if, if Nkunku scores and they draw 2-2, two, two, then you come yeah. away with it with no problems. I think Leipzig score three here, Alex. I think that they can score even five, uh, if you ask me. I think that uh, they are hungry for goals. I think that this is a perfect uh, opponent to start uh, after the international break and to add some points to their season tally. I think that they are missing the wins. I think that this is a perfect, perfect spot. Home against Bochum, the worst team that they were so lucky. Imagine my luck last round when uh, Bochum scored. And it wasn't uh, a goal, it was an own goal. Zero shots on target, 1-1 one, one against Köln. 18 goal attempts from Köln. Only one... Uh, it, this is unlucky. If this is not unlucky, what is it, you know? Own goal, zero shots on target, and it finishes 1-1. One, one. But uh, we will take it, because the season is long. As you said, um, eight rounds right now. I think that RB Leipzig will destroy Bochum. I'm not a big fan of uh, Rose. I was never a big fan of uh, Rose. I don't know uh, exactly. I, 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 I don't understand the style of play a little bit. I have to see more games from Leipzig. Uh, but in terms of quality, the difference between the two sides is like huge, like three, four classes. And yes, Bochum has a new coach, but this coach... I think that not only he has the worst uh, uh, squad in the league, like uh, Kev said, I think he needs a lot of time to prepare them and to implement his tactics and to add a little bit of confidence because there is confidence is zero, is on the ground for that team. They know their limits. They, they know that they will go in the second division at the end of the season. It's Vaite. So I think that uh, either uh, uh, the new coach will say to them, listen, Maybe we'll go down, but let's do it in style. Let's uh, uh, let's uh, enjoy uh, every single moment on the pitch, no matter the opponent. If 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 he doesn't uh, talk like that to them, and he will say, "Okay, let's win this game because uh, uh, we are better," and no, this is not the type of team that you can talk like that if you are a coach with them. But again, Leipzig should destroy them four five zero. I don't see Bochum scoring, but like Kev said, I hate the. Uh, win to nil market. Yeah, I mean, you've got Leipzig win to nil at plus 110. You've got plus, one, sorry, was it minus 105 for Bochum just not to score. But you've also got maybe minus one and a half at minus one four. I can't go near Leipzig. I think Leipzig score three. So that's at minus 110. I've got minus 105 with Bochum. Slippy Toast in the chat. He's trying to get his message across because he's like, penalty awarded plus 120. And then he says, I smell a penalty. 
Then he's like, I'm, I read it. I read it, Slippy, just, but I'm not going to interrupt Alex and uh, and Kev. So uh, I think uh, Slippy Toast, he expects that there to be a penalty. I mean, I, I like the way you maybe go with a couple of uh, goal scorers. Um, maybe Leipzig to score in both halves, Kev. Yeah, it could be. But again, I, th- I think if you think Leipzig are going to win big, I think prices-wise, that anytime goal scorer market's the way to go because you can come up with a, a number of options. But I just think that and Kunku's an interesting one because people will look at it and think he's gone cold because he hasn't scored in the last five. I think what's happened is there's been a readjustment. I think he's played a little bit wider at times, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. He's getting into good positions. I think they'll be absolutely fine. I think Bochum are really going to struggle to deal with his movement. I think they'll struggle to deal with whether it's Andre Silva or whether it's Timo Werner. I, I, I think Leipzig are going to be able to to break that door down. So the only thing I don't trust right now is Leipzig's defensive side of things. So that's why you yeah. stay clear from the uh, the clean sheet. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, fair. Because as I said, I mean, I remember Bochum having four or five golden opportunities against uh, Bayern Munich as well. No, they didn't take them. But you keep going in there, you are going to get the uh, rub of the green at some stage. Let's have a little look at the official picks because Alex has gone Leipzig halftime, full time at minus one forty, which is same price as the minus one and a half. And Kunku anytime goal scorer at plus twenty. For me, I've left it alone. I think it's one of those where. I may well just, uh, I may go with Leipzig team total. I think they score three in this game, in which case Nkunku is a massive runner at plus 120. Uh, let's move on to game number four of six because I couldn't quite get this right. Freiburg are at plus 110. Mines at plus 240. Freiburg are unbeaten in their last five. The draw is at plus 270. The under over is at two and a half. Again, the over two and a half is at minus 115. Um, Kev, take it away. I see Freiburg should have been maybe minus 120 here. I only see a home win. I, I'm not quite on that page with you. The only reason I say that is because Mainz have really played well away from home. They've kind of flipped the script a little bit this season, Mainz, because they haven't been as good at home as they usually are, especially under Bo Svensson. But away from home, where Mainz are traditionally awful, they've actually picked up some really impressive wins. So uh, as much as Freiburg have started the season brilliantly, and absolutely they have, even that plus 110 doesn't particularly entice me because of the way Mainz have hit on the counter-attack. And even when Mainz aren't playing well, as they didn't against Hertha Berlin on match day seven, they somehow managed to dig out a draw. So there's real fighting spirit in that side. Bo Svensson's all about that. And it's just that Mainz away record this season that's putting me off going with Freiburg because they've won a few. They're scoring goals on the rows. Harry Monisivo has been a big, big part of that. And so that's why I stepped away from this one. I just, Alex, I just, like, it jumped. You know, like you, when you look down, you, you have those that just jump out off the page. Freiburg at home to Mines was just one that I thought, I've just got to take it. I mean, yes, it could be a trap. But I'm just going to go blind and just jump straight in that hole. Who am I to disagree with you, Flash, when you're at seven points, seven units of profit uh, after seven rounds with uh, this uh, Freiburg win? I think, yeah, <laughs> I think that you're right from one point of view. Plus 110, 
home team, but uh, yeah, I'm also afraid of uh, this match. I would rather go with the Alex Classic here, even though their uh, last head-to-head, the last head-to-heads between the two teams uh, have uh, have stayed under. Uh, but uh, the difference between them, even this season, you see like uh, I don't know how many uh, five uh, five places in the standings. But they are actually one win away from each other, with Mainz uh, sitting uh, uh, on eighth right now. So yeah, Freiburg are. There is a there is a very little gap between the top, I don't know, nine teams in the standings. You know, it's we are talking about seven rounds. I think that uh, we will see goals. I think that uh, after the international break, uh, uh, in my opinion, we will see plenty of goals. Uh, like you said, like you love to say, uh, home wins maybe, but I'm really scared about uh, playing this game. I think that mine scores. I think that this uh, this is an Alex classic. Yeah, I think I saw that um, just Freiburg to score twice was um, a team total that I was looking at as well. Yeah, I can see this being uh, over two and a half. And then yeah, but also 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 Freiburg uh, lately they they failed to find the back of the net uh, in their last two against uh, Hoffenheim on the road and Gladbach at home, so uh, a little bit uh, of a problem there. Yes, it's true we are coming off of the international break like uh, like we talked about, and things might change, but uh, it's uh, it's important to know uh, that you shouldn't put a lot of uh, money this weekend no matter what you're betting check uh, check your uh, uh, um, your stakes because we we might have many many upsets uh, this weekend yeah i mean and people always say oh and i had a conversation with a couple of people yesterday about the excuses of international breaks it's not excuses it is actual facts especially with a congested schedule at the moment because we've got champions league next week we've got europa league next week the boys have probably, some of them just played two games in four or five days. The fatigue, traveling, um, not being able to do shape, picking up injuries, niggles. They're, they're facts. There is a minefield. I, imagine. Uh, go on, mate. Go on. No, no. Imagine that Didier Deschamps, uh, uh, Deschamps asked uh, ask Christophe Gauthier, because PSG has 11 games till the World Cup, and he asked him, can you please bench Mbappé from time to time because we need him fit? This is what this is what I saw on social media, you know, with his with the jump on, or yeah, after the match, you know, please, uh, Christoph, uh, put him on the bench from time to time, because you have an enough good squad, you know, and uh, on the in the in league gun, you can beat uh, p- opponents for fun. So this is where they arrived, and it's normal because 11 games before the World Cup. We are uh, on in October right now, right? And in less than 11 weeks, we'll have the... No. Six weeks. Six weeks, we have the World Cup, yeah. Yeah, and, and listen, and if someone's actually listening to what you're saying, in six weeks, the teams are going to be playing 11 games. Yeah. So I'll tell you what, there is going to be some wonky results. Um, but it's great for you, Kev, because that means more games to commentate on. Which is uh, which is a treat for us all. I think that Freiburg scored twice. I think that if Freiburg scored twice, then I'm um, at plus 105. I think I get my win at plus 110. Let's have a little look at the official picks because I'm. Uh, if you listen to what the boys are saying, I'm obviously rowing on my own. Freiburg money line at plus 110. 
Now, let's go into this next game because really impressed with this. And if you heard Alex say, oh, Freiburg didn't score against Gladbach. This is a side I want to be with. Um, plus 200 last time and absolutely tore uh, RB Leipzig apart. And it's Werder Bremen versus Gladbach. Werder Bremen at plus 160. Gladbach massive, plus 150. Uh, Gladbach pick them, draw, no bet at minus 115. The draw is at plus 295. Gladbach to score twice. It's odds on at minus 110 away from home. Alex, you can go first. Gladbach for me, I think they're far stronger than Bremen, but I expect both teams to score and over. But I still think that Gladbach at plus 150 is a don't complicate it. Yeah, I love Gladbach uh, this season. I like uh, watching them. Uh, they are playing on the front foot. Uh, they are creating a lot. They are fast. They have some incredible uh, strikers there. Unfortunately, Turam uh, uh, will be out. Uh, and also very important, in my opinion, Neuhaus uh, uh, is out. I think that uh, he is one of their most important players. But still, uh, they have uh, uh, many, many players that can uh, can make the difference uh, uh, in the games. Um, so, and we are talking about uh, the second worst. If, if okay, if we are taking Bochum away from all this, uh, which which we should, uh, Werder have the worst. Uh, uh, Defense in the league, uh, uh, or yeah, I think so. Yeah, no, the second worst after Schalke with the uh, 12 goals conceded. Yes, they are scoring, but they are also conceding. I think that um, Gladbach are going with the first chance here. Uh, if we're looking a little bit at uh, their away matches this season, uh, we've seen draws in each of them. Two, two against Schalke, 1-1. They kept uh, Munich to a 1-1 draw, Bayer, and also a goalless draw against uh, Freiburg. Um, and also in the in the last one, two, three, four, five, five away matches at uh, Werder, they won four of them, scoring in each one at least twice. So I think that uh, Gladbach wins at this one, but I think that you should be careful and play the the PK, the plus uh, 0.5 here, if uh, you want to go uh, for a sure bet, in my opinion. Yeah, not for me. Shy boy's getting out, Kev. I'm going uh, all in on uh, on Gladbach. They're raw. They've got brute strength. And the penny seems to have dropped. And confidence. The only problem I have with Gladbach is sometimes if they go 1-0 behind, they start second-guessing and they start trying to do too much on their own. They go 1-0 up. All of a sudden, they're happy to give the ball to their mate, to move, to pace. Um, they're a dangerous side, Gladbach. And I think that Bremen, with their failure to keep clean sheets, I just think Gladbach are too too big and too strong at plus 150. Yeah, I think Gladbach have started the season really well. I think Daniel Farker's doing a good job. He was always going to, I think. He's a great yeah. coach. I think we saw that with Norwich over a long period of time. I think he was a bit unfortunate that Norwich let him go. Um, and it hasn't really changed anything because Dean Smith couldn't keep Norwich up. And it looks as though they are going to go back up to the Premier League, maybe. So nothing's really been altered there. But this is a bigger job than Norwich. Um, the Borussia Mönchengladbach, I, th I think that's clear. And he's got some very good players to work with. I, I am slightly sceptical about plus 150. I think the, the draw no bet is, is worthy of a consideration because you get that bit of insurance. Because Bremen are a dangerous team going forwards and they're battlers as well. Uh, I think we've seen that time and time again. If you look at the home game against Stuttgart, Oli Burke scored in their 95th minute. That absurd game at Dortmund when they were 2-0 down in the 89th minute and won. So 
they've been in a lot of tight games. They haven't won at home so far, so that's important. So, yeah, I, I think because of the injuries, because of Turam and Neuhaus being out, because of international break, I'm totally with you on backing Gladbach in some way, shape or form. But for me, it would be the draw no bet rather than the outright away win. Yeah, I mean, if we're sitting in, in a, I, like, I like us to like being a little management crew on, we're sitting in on a Friday morning of, right, how are we expecting the game to go on a, a Saturday? So like manager, assistant manager, a, a coach. And the Bremen philosophy of going forward, going forward, going forward is really what pushes me on to Gladbach. Because I'm thinking there's no more powerful team than Gladbach when you get in 1v1 situations of losing the ball. And that, that's the problem I have with Bremen. They, just, they keep going, they keep going, they keep going. But they just leave that back door wide open and they're too wide apart in midfield. And the way that Gladbach are, are playing at the moment is they're just enjoying and loving their football. And when you have that in a group, you have to, you have to ride that train. A bit like your anytime goal scorer of knowing that Musiala's going to keep getting in there because it's working. And then you look at Gladbach and you're like, they look like that. You know what we saw last season? That we saw a strong team that could go and beat a team four or five. But then the problem they had last year is, but then they could go lose three or four on the bounce because they thought they were better than they were. This year, they seem to be, okay, we know what we've got to do. And I, keep, and I always write down, Penny seems to have dropped. But it seems... Let's just keep riding this train. Let's have a little look at the official picks because there's value to be had in this game. And if you're up against uh, Gladbach, you're on your own. Um, Gladbach and over 1.5 goals at plus 185. I see them scoring twice. I think they win the game. But there again, Verda have been known to score a couple of goals each time. Um, Gladbach team total over 1.5 at plus, uh, sorry, minus 110. So Gladbach and over 1.5 at plus 185. I think I also wrote down, I didn't actually put it on my selections, but I was going to go Gladbach to win and both teams to score. And I think that was like a plus 350 or something. So uh, that was something that I was contemplating. Let's go to uh, game number six, which is, it's a strange game. Because you've got Hertha Berlin, a, a massive plus 180 at home against Hoffenheim at plus 150. Now, if I told you, Hertha Berlin are uh, unbeaten in their last three. Remember Kev said at the beginning of the year when they got turned over uh, in a couple of weeks, he was like, these are not that bad and not as bad as you'd have, they'd have you believe. And also, they were uh, tipped for relegation. Draw is at plus 275. The under over is at three. That's probably because they're playing Hoffenheim, but I'm not sure we see four goals in this game. And that's why it's minus 120, Alex. Yeah, I don't know what to say about this game. I wouldn't back any of these two teams. I, w I, I would I would play the draw if you ask me, because also Hertha bounced back after a, a poor start to the season. Uh, Hoffenheim are scoring goals no matter where they are playing, in and out, minus uh, the 0-0 draw against uh, Freiburg. But still, I'm afraid this this game, in my opinion, can go either way. Uh, this is why I'm not touching it. Yeah, but the home side at plus one ten looks like Kev. It's, it's safe because the outsider, the money line, is this one of them games where you say to me, I think the books have got the numbers wrong? Yeah, I think they have. Uh, I think Hoffenheim being favourites doesn't make a huge amount of sense to me. They lost this game 3-0 last season towards the end of Hertha trying to dig their way out of trouble. And 
I think Hertha, as, as I've said all along, really, since that defeat to Union, I think they've played really well. I think Sandra Schwartz has given them structure with and without the ball. There's also an intangible that's worth bearing in mind. The club's been given a massive boost today with news that Jean-Paul Boetius, who's the second player at Hertha this season to have been diagnosed with testicular cancer, he's had an operation and it's emerged today that he doesn't need chemotherapy. Now, that's an enormous boost for everyone. He's a very popular player and that's not going to move the needle massively. But I do think it adds to that feel-good factor because you've also got Marco Richter, who was diagnosed with testicular cancer just a few weeks ago. And he's been back and playing well for the last few games. So all of these little things add up. And I think there's a general feel-good factor there. They were devastated to only draw at Mainz last time out. Should have won the game. I think the front three is great to watch. They're not yet delivering goals, but I think they will. I think Chidero Duque is a lovely player to watch. Dodi Lukabakio is unpredictable. And even though Wilfried Conga hasn't scored yet, he will because he's a big, strong presence in the attack, proven goal scorer in Switzerland with young boys. I think there's some real potential there. Hoffenheim I like very much. I think Andre Breitenreiter has done a super job since he got there, but they are simply not as good a team away from home as they are at home. And the figures will bear that out. They've only got three points on the road all season. So, I do fancy Hertha here. I'm not going to back them outright, but I think that PK gives you the opportunity to have that insurance that if it's drawn, you get your stake back. So for me, that's the way to go. Yeah, I'll tell you another way to go. I don't fancy Hoffenheim score twice in this game. I think the under is definitely a runner, but you're getting uh, Hoffenheim under one and a half goals at minus 120. Uh, Hoffenheim have stuck up a couple of duck eggs, especially away from home this year. So, I mean, listen, you're getting under three goals at minus 120. If you get under three goals in this game, then the team total for Hoffenheim is under one and a half at minus 120 as well. Interesting game this, but as Alex says, you've got to beware of that draw at plus 275. Herter, remember, they uh, were one of the relegation favourites or the, one of the relegation picks at a decent price. OK, let's have a little look at the official picks of the game and I fancy Kev's on his own even though we've got an opinion it's Herter draw no bet at plus 110 remember Hoffenheim not to score twice is around minus 120 under three goals in the game is also at minus 120 time for Q&A now so uh, get yourselves I've wrote down a couple already but while you're typing I'll remind you and ask you to subscribe because we're America's favorite sports but also I'd like you to ring the bell and that means we'll notify you and you'll never miss any content again also, you press the link in the description, that will take you over to the shirts. Basically, you sign up there, you come in, you go into a drawer, I then contact you, tell you, ask you what shirt you want, and then I send it to you. If you're on social media, then follow at BetUSTV because there'll be updates. And there's so many games going on this weekend that make sure you are alive and kicking on that social media because you might get a shower 20 minutes before kickoff when we see the lineups and we've had a good look. And that might be your winner. So you listen, it doesn't matter. As long as you're on, you will win. OK, uh, let's have a little look. The first game was Frankfurt Union. Kev, why did we not put that in? Is that just a game where it's too tough? Or Frankfurt, they're the better side, but Union are in better form? I think Union would have a claim to be the better team in a weird way. But I just, it's a strange one. Frankfurt, I find really unpredictable at home. And Oliver Glasner has talked about this, the Frankfurt coach, that it's a really curious thing that you've got 50,000 fans. They've got great backing. 
they played brilliantly at home at times uh, in Europe. Although, actually, if you look at some of their Europa League performances, most of the good ones were away from home, actually. They played better on the road than they did at home. Uh, they played really well at West Ham. They played really well at Barcelona. So they've actually... You know, they, they played they, great against Marseille. Yeah, so they're, so they're finding it difficult to get that same level of performance at home, which is a strange one, really. So I think if you were going to go for Union, you'd look at Geraldo Becker or Jordan to score. That, that'd that be the way that you go, because Becker's in the form of his life. It's been sensational. Jordan looks really good alongside him. So, so if you were going to go for anything, it'd be to bat one of those two to score, or maybe even just stick half a point on each. And I yeah, don't uh, think that Union Berlin will return home with uh, zero points. I think that uh, I think that they will do a, their classic game. They are the best defensive side in the league. Uh, it's very hard to, to score against uh, uh, goals against them. So if you want to go with the value bet, you are going with uh, uh, Union Berlin with draw no bet at plus one thirty-five. So, in case of a draw, you will take your money back. I mean, and also, we've got European competition next week, uh, which is always in this type of game. You just yeah, but also Eintracht are playing Champions League. Don't forget about that, Flash. That's exactly what I'm saying. And, and listen, a side like that can be not excused, but can be expected to have more than half an eye on it, especially yeah. during the game. If you, I mean, like after an hour, you, you might start taking um, decisions to, oh, we've, now we can start looking here. I know they say they don't, but they do. And and sometimes you can lose a game. Verder, Verder coming back and winning 3-2 early, uh, like three or four weeks ago, is the prime example of a team thinking a game is won. And in Germany, as you know, listen, you've made your reputation, Alex, on games not being over to the 98th minute. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I, I would say Germany more than any other league in the world, we get late goals and games. Hopefully, they will start to come, Flash, because uh, after seven rounds, we cannot see that uh, still. No, but they've been coming against us. That, that's yeah. the other thing. Yeah, I mean, we've that. been sitting in winning positions. I've, I've sat on a draw three or four times in seven weeks and got done between the 88th and 97th minute. Yeah. Well, that takes me over. If you go to basedus.com, you can bet on the draw after 75 minutes and you ain't got to worry about them 20 minutes. But it's just a greed factor. OK, let's have a little look at the official picks then, please. Didn't add any, but... Uh, and Kunku, uh, anytime goal scorer at plus 120. Buy minus one at minus 125 for myself. Buying an over three and a half at plus 120. Kern, double chance for both Kevin and Alex. RB Leipzig halftime full time at minus 140. Gladback team total over one and a half at a plus, uh, sorry, minus 110 there. Duck eggs falling off the shelf. Uh, Gladback and over one and a half for me at plus 185. But Gladback to win and both teams to score in that game is like 375, I believe. And the bottom one is Herter. Draw no bet at plus 110. By the way, only at 50% on the uh, thumbs up, please. Show a bit of appreciation to The Voice and uh, Golden Balls because uh, they do put a lot of work in. I'm sure this weekend will be the also weekend flash. that it turns around. What's the matter, mate? Also, Flash, uh, interesting uh, odds boost uh, on BetUS here. Uh, Leverkusen to score at least one goal and to have at least four corners. I know the problem with that is I don't fancy Leverkusen to score. Really? No, I don't. That's why I was good. That's why I went with Bayern at minus 1.5 because I think that they easily win the game and they oh. could win the game. What was nil. it, Alex? What was the boost? So uh, um, 
Leverkusen to score at least once and to have at least four corners in the match on their own is at uh, plus 210 from 1.6 uh, from plus 165. Sorry, Leverkusen to score once in the game and, and, and to have corners. four corners. Yeah, at is plus plus 210. Right, stick that in. What stick you that in my boost? selections. Yeah. Go, go with the outpost. Come look on, you. look at Alex. Alex <laughs> is like the little salesman. Oh, don't leave the shop yet. Uh, I've just remembered. You know that <laughs> I bag think that you were wanting. I've I got think that's one a tremendous price. I do because I, if, like I said to you earlier on, if I was going to go for one bet from the Bayern game, apart from the anytime goal scorer bets, it would be Bayern to win and both teams to score. I do think Leverkusen are going to score tonight. They might get smashed, but I do, do you think, think they'll they score. Get four corners? If you look at the if you look at the amount of play from them that goes down the flanks, if you look at like Diaby, uh, they, they've had Hojek out there who hasn't done particularly well, but they get the fullbacks forward as well. They get Frimpong forwards. They get backer forward on the left hand side if it's him. So I could see them winning four corners, and I can I, I think they will score. So I think plus two ten. Is it yeah. plus two ten? Is it? Okay, stick well, that down uh, on my list. You, you don't want to like, you don't want to move that. And say, well, it should be plus two ten, but because you're a good customer, I'll give you <laughs> plus two ten. Wait, I'll, I'll take will you five hundred. I will add it. I will add it for you. I will, do, I will make it the prop of the week for us instead of. No, your... you cannot have prop of the week now because Kev wants it on his own personal. Yeah, stick oh. it on mine. See, you like, can't sell it to one. See, I that's think... where Alex is not the best shopkeeper because he says I've only got one left. Yeah, and yeah. all of a sudden, he wants to sell it. two to two people. Anyway, no, I, I, I think that's a great example, though. Just before we go, I think that is a great example of odds boosts sometimes being a really good thing to watch out for because we do everything on price, right? So yeah. if, if you look at Leverkusen and you think, right, all I need them to do is score and have four corners. Bayern are not defending well. They're making lots of chances and not making the best of them, but they've been sloppy defensively. So I do think Leverkusen can score tonight, even though I don't think Leverkusen will get anything out of the game. And the way they load those wide areas, I could see them getting four corners. It's going to be a great game anyway, and you're doing it. So that's uh, that's an added boost for me. So I don't have to watch it on mute. I can actually listen to your dulcet tones. Listen um, to my voice when the fourth corner goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, imagine the fourth corner to be with uh, Patrick Schick to score with a header, you know? Yeah, yeah. They have eight corners but don't score. Oh, uh, yeah, well, there is that. Exactly. I think we'll we'll... Convert, you'll convert the four extra corners into a goal and it's a winner. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Four. We used to play that. Four corners equals One a goal. goal. Anyway, from everyone at BetUS, I have a great weekend. Remember, we've got Champions League um, on Monday at two o'clock Eastern with obviously Romina and Marco here. Some great ties next week, by the way. Barcelona go to Inter. Cannot wait for that one. But also, if you go over to uh, BetUS TV. Yeah, put your thumbs up. Uh, if you go over to BetUS TV, you, there's so many sports that are now kicking into uh, top gear. And as I always say to everyone, it's week four in NFL. That's when you know the time of day and you should now start storing your nuts. Myself, from Kev, and from Alex, from everyone at BetUS, may all your bets be winners. You take care. <laughs>